Welcome to another episode of Off the Post Boston Sports, episode 13 now. It's me, Brandon, and of course, Carter. What's going on, bud? Lucky number 13. Lucky number 13. Well, on episode 13, we've got a lot to talk about. Today's been a big day, if you want to use the word. What's the word of the day? Speculation? Rumor? I I I could go with speculation. Speculation is the start of the day. I didn't go into the today, and I didn't think Carter did either, saying, you know what, episode 13 is mainly going to be about Tom Brady talks, because up until today, nothing's really been talked about. It's been quiet on the TV camp side, and also, if you want to call it, I want to call it the Bill camp, because I think that's ultimately going to be who makes the decision. But uh, what do you feel about the rumors? It It's looking more and more like he's just not going to come back. And what's interesting is I think that might actually be good for the NFL as a whole, you look at uh, ratings, you look at jersey sales, and that revenue goes back into the entire league. No matter how many Tom Brady jerseys are sold, so let's say he goes to Dallas, if they sell five thousand Tom Brady jerseys in the first day, all of that revenue gets spread out without the throughout the entire league. So it's not like it goes back into Dallas or back into the stadium or back into Jerry Jones's pocket. So I think that would that would just turn everyone on to every single game that not only the Cowboys are playing, but the, the first time the Cowboys play the Patriots again, that viewership is going to be through the roof. So I agree with you. And as of today, guys, Tom Brady's camp, his agent, has spoken to the Colts, the Chargers, and the Raiders. Adam Scheffner came on this morning saying the longer this goes on, the more and more he sees him not coming back. Um but then Tommy Kern, I think it was, came on today on WEEI and said, all of this is just talk. It's complete speculation. It's rumors um, that he knows somebody really, really close to Brady and that he still believes Brady will be back, which I don't know if that's more WEEI in Boston trying to keep fans on the Brady side. But from what I've seen just today and from what I've heard and the fact that they announced this morning – that Tom Brady and the Patriots have not met. And then about three hours go by and they say, wait, wait, wait a second. The reason they haven't met is due to the negotiations with the new CBA. Which is weird because you know that that boat is going to get passed. So yes. it really just seems like they're just using that as an excuse. And it has nothing, nothing to do with, um, has nothing to do with uh, the CBA. Not Nothing. at all. So, so what? They add another game to the schedule. That's going to determine where Brady goes. Absolutely. Or that that has nothing to do with it. Hayden asked on the Facebook Live, "How can the agent talk to teams? The agents can speak to whatever teams they want to. Yes. The player. That's not, technic- that's not tampering. The it's tampering not- is if is if players are in other owners, coaches' mouths before that legal tampering period can begin. Yeah. That's why the question came up the other day when everybody saw Bill Belichick out in middle Tennessee in the rain, which I give him props to. And that's why he is our coach and he is the best. He is the goat. That's Belichick being Belichick. He's not at the combine talking to Brady's agent because he's just not concerned about that. And the rumor that I've heard from a source is Brady's sick of Bill and Bill's sick of Brady. And I know we've heard that for a long time, but my source told me this last night about midnight. And then all of a sudden, all this stuff gets unpoured tonight, which makes me think, okay, if I heard this from a source that's been pretty accurate, and then all this stuff comes out today, how true is it? It's going to be pretty damn valid. I mean, you think about how lucky the fans are, how lucky we've been 
to have Brady, Brady and, a, and a coach, Brady and Belichick, a coach and a quarterback, put up with each other for 20 years. You look at a guy like like Peyton or, or Eli or who, whoever's been, you know, those guys that have been in the league for 15-plus years, they, they, they wouldn't – I think Eli's the only guy – I mean, Eli hasn't had the same coach, but, he, you know, he's been in the league for so long. But you look – Who's who's been able to put up with each other for twenty straight years without you know you know what I'm kind of sick of this guy and he's not going in the direction that I want to go into. Now. Perfect. And you just hit on this, and I heard this mentioned on WEI this morning, Boston Radio. It's like you're married. So me and my wife have been married a little over a year now. It's like me going to her, which I would be Tom Brady, and she would be the Patriots organization. And me saying, you know what, I want to go on a couple other dates with a couple other women and just just see what happens. And then her looking at me and saying, oh, okay, we've been together X amount of years. Let's just say 20 years like the Brady. Let's say you've been married 20 years. Yeah, we've been married 20 years. And I say I want to just go date some people and see how it goes. And if I like it, I'll go. If I don't, I'll come back to you. It doesn't work that way. So all the rumors of, oh, well, Kraft's letting this happen. I, I don't think he's letting it. I think he has to let it because Brady ultimately can make whatever decision. So he has to look like the good guy. But the fact that you two have not even met or discussed anything and we're two weeks away from when you can meet with other teams and I'm still seeing the rumors, oh, well, what's everybody worried about? Brady has said he's going to do this for a while. Brady has. But after that, the Patriots organization came back out and said, we don't, we want a decision by March 18th before you can speak to anybody. He's not going to give that. No. no. And you think, like, think about it. I'm just going to say it again. 20 years the same quarterback and the same head coach and the same and the same owner that is not heard of so the fact that they've let just put up with each other for 20 years is unbelievable and it's not out of the question that they might kind of be tired of each other yeah i personally and i'll, I'll i want your opinion on this guys if tom brady leaves i will give him a thank you for everything he's done for over 20 years we have allowed him or he has allowed us to enjoy football for the last 20 years. If he leaves, I'm not going to burn his jersey. I'm not going to take down all my Brady stuff. I'm not going to do any of that. But one thing I will do, I, I will not root for him. Like, I'm not going to sit there and say, hey, I want you to win. I'm not going to say I want you to lose. But I'm not going to be a big Tom Brady fan when he leaves, no matter what organization he goes to. Because if he yeah, loses, I might. I might, I might be, you know, go go out and win another Super Bowl without without Belichick. See that you prove all the people that that say you're not an elite quarterback wrong. I might be for that, you know. So my question now, and Courtney said it on the live feed on the Facebook. What are the next steps for New England? Tom Brady announces he does not return. That happens, whether it's in two weeks, three weeks, whatever, goes to another team. What are the next steps for New England? At that well, point, you, you already you've you've already heard that they've started interviewing quarterbacks at the combine, like Jake Fromm out of Georgia and and Jordan Love out of Utah State. I think Utah Utah State. Um, the, so they're already preparing for the future. Which you know, no slight to Jared Stidham, but I don't think that you know they might no. keep around Jared Stidham and they might draft a guy like Love or like Fromm and say, you know what, battle it out, make yourselves better, and get uh, start competing for some playing time. There's also. And, there's also interest in Mariota. That was another rumor today or speculation that they have interest in Mariota. But for all you Patriots fans, let me make this clear. And I doubt there's any Patriot haters listening to a Boston podcast right now. But for any of you people that think that New England is just going to be in a downhill spiral when he leaves, 
you are dead wrong. I've said it for years. I've had people come to me all the time living here in North Carolina. Oh, what's going to happen when Brady leaves? You're going to be just like all the other teams. Guess what? We won't be. If he can take Brady suspended for four games and do what he did with Jimmy Brissett, and then when he brings in Castle to win 11 games, I'm more concerned when Bill Belichick leaves the team, not Tom Brady. Think about that for a second. They played on basically an entire season with Matt Castle. Matt Castle won 11 wins. You know, it's unfortunate they didn't make the playoffs, but they had 11 wins this season. Think about that. Same amount of wins as Castle. Think so. Like Carter's saying to his point, guys, Castle, Brissett, Jimmy G. And everybody's going to say, well, Jimmy G was good from the beginning. He just went to a Super Bowl, whatever. No, he sat behind Brady for a couple years, filled in for no, Brady, was no, good. the 49ers left. running backs went to the Super Bowl. Good point. Because, guys, don't forget, if you replay the Super Bowl, Jimmy G is actually the same guy that threw a pass with his eyes closed that got picked off. If you don't believe me, Google. Granted, granted, Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo played fairly well in the Super Bowl, but his running backs got him there. Ooh, hey, Courtney just had a good question. I'm gonna let you say something, then I wanna then I wanna piggyback off of it. Who will be more successful? Brady without New England or New England without Brady? You have to imagine it's it's New England without Brady. Brady has to yeah. has to acclimate himself to a new team. A new team has to figure out what you know, his his methods and, and what makes him his game management style, see if they can get behind that. He has to work with a new offensive line, a new offensive coordinator versus a team that's just going without a quarterback. Well, Michael just said it's more about the coach, brother. I agree, Michael, and that's that's the thing. Tom Brady's going to get have to go do things, but you can't tell me. Hayden says, I believe they'll fall back to the dark ages. There is no way this organization is going to drop. No, I still predict not. They will still win the division next year with or without Tom Brady. I will going back to Going back to Brady being you know on a different team, you have to realize that Brady's in-game management style is not – he does it completely differently than just about, I'm going to say, 95% of the other quarterbacks that are out there. He – you have to find an offensive line, a wide receiving core, tight ends, running backs that are going to be able to deal with these audibles, these, these on-the-goal line decisions that Tom Brady will be making because that's the kind of quarterback that he's been for the last, I'm going to say, at least 15 years. Yeah. And – Versus, you know, because he's been he's been able to do it with 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 New England. He's been able to do it in practice. They know what to expect at the line in New England because that's what they've been practicing day in and day out. You go to a New York Giants, you go to Indianapolis, you go to the Chargers, and they're all of a sudden going to be getting these all these audibles at the line of scrimmage. It might confuse them, and it, it might cause a little bit, you know, it might cause them to come out a little bit slowly out of the gate. As a New England fan, the only thing you need to be concerned about right now and that you're going to have to deal with if he doesn't come back is all the backlash you're going to get from all the haters that do say they're going to fall flat on their face. But don't fall into that trap, folks. Don't. You tell me, with Bill Belichick, the defense that we have, if we don't re-sign them, the type of money we have to bring in some more talent, you can't tell me with good talent, a good quarterback, that anybody in that division is going to win. Hayden says, I just think Bill's arrogance will sink the ship. I don't think it will. I get what you're saying, but I don't think Bill's an issue. I just, you tell me. You can't imagine that it's Bill. You bet with me that the Dolphins, the Bills, or the Jets 
will win that division next year. Now, the division race may be tighter than it's ever been, and we may not be leading the division in week 13. We might be a game behind, two games behind. But you can't tell me either one of those teams are going to do it. I I want to get through a couple comments here, Carter. Michael said, I won't take it as far as winning the division, but it'll be close. I think Pats will be playoff bound no matter what. I absolutely agree. Michael Robert says, also think about bringing in a talented QB on rookie deal, opening up cap for weapons. Could be deadly. It could. It absolutely could. I'm going to go back to the the first comments to saying, Especially with the new CBA and the new seventeen potential seventeen game schedule, you have to imagine nine and seven teams are going to be getting into the playoffs. So the Patriots are basically destined for the playoffs again. Very good point. Very valid point. You got more. You got an extra game, and you got more teams in the playoffs. I w- I would love it if he goes to an AFC. I would love, and it would be great ratings if Brady went to an AFC team like the Titans and had to play the Patriots at Foxborough in a wild card game, divisional game, bringing Brady back in another jersey, that would be that'd be amazing to watch and the ratings would be out the roof. Yep. The other interesting point, and then we'll move on to a different sport. What if he goes so, okay, what if he goes to the Raiders? Let's just use that as speculation. You know what's going to be fun as a Patriots fan? All the Raiders fans that you know or whatever team he goes to that has always given you crap and called Tom Brady a cheater, a crybaby, a loser, all this stuff. He's just a system quarterback. Anybody that's ever said that on the team that he goes to, guys, you can have a field day with them because they're going to be jumping for joy that they got Tom Brady after 20 years that they've said that he's a cheater. And, yeah, so always keep that in mind. Now, even bigger, uh, a bigger topic right now, Carter, Kimball Walker's knee. I'm concerned. See, here's what 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 I have to say about about that. You know, in in college, I think it was my junior year, going into my junior year, I sprained I sprained my ACL, so it didn't require surgery. Um, but you know, my knee was a little bit swollen. Um, there were some fluids in there that you know shouldn't be, but that just means my knee was healing at the time. It was trying to heal itself. Uh, but that's not a that's not an injury that requires surgery. I don't I don't know the severity or what exactly is going on inside of Kemba Walker's team, but clearly it has not required surgery. And it's almost to a point, the injuries like those, you almost wish that you could, that you needed surgery because that's more of a definitive timeline to rehab um, and a timeline to, to find out when you're going to come back with, with a, with a knee injury that doesn't require surgery. You have to essentially just go off of how you feel. And there's days walking around after I sprained my ACL, I felt great. I felt like I wanted to go for a jog. But after after just walking for over a mile, your knee's incredibly sore. You can't you can't hop, you can't run, and it's just frustrating because all of a sudden your your knee might feel great after sitting down for a while, after just going for a quick walk and it doesn't swell up. But with 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 a, with a knee injury that doesn't require surgery and going off of just how you feel, those injuries can can linger and you not and you don't know it. You could go back just a little bit too soon and it'll swell up again. So. It, the, the seriousness of the actual injury might not be that terrible, but it's just the fact that you, you don't really have a legitimate timeline for his return. You don't. And Michael Robert on the Facebook says, as a MRI technician, I just want to see Kimba's scans. Um, I think what they're doing, they're doing well by keeping him off the court, period. We, yeah. we're, very, we're very, very lucky at this point that we're winning consistently. 
we're winning when he's not playing solely because Jason Tatum has turned into a beast and has scored he scored like the 37 the other night uh, 36. He's averaging over 30 points. Yeah. With Kimba being gone. And then also one guy that doesn't get paid enough respect is Marcus Smart steps up to the plate every single time Kimba's not playing. Every time. So even with that, even with Kimba being out, we're one game away from the number two seed. We're nine games away from the Bucks, which that's just not going to happen. They're on a tear. But where my concern is, every time we bring in a stud athlete, like we did a couple years ago with Kyrie Irving, who also had health issues, it was ongoing. Now, granted, he had all the locker room issues, and we talked about that on the last podcast. But what concerns me, I'll be comfortable when Kimba comes back and he plays a month's worth of basketball and he's rolling and everything's good. But if he comes back and plays two or three games and then goes, oh, we're, we're going to rest him for two more, and then they bring him back and rest him again, load management that they said that they were doing from the beginning at this point is not load management. It's more of a recovery because he hasn't played since that knee's been drained. Yeah, you look at the, the, the attention to detail and the care that the New Orleans Pelicans took in terms of rehabbing Zion's knee and, and managing his minutes at the beginning of the season, and went not the beginning of the season, but over midway, just about midway through the season. You know, they, they limited him to, what, 15 minutes a game, 19 minutes a game, 20 minutes a game, 22 minutes a game. So they took it very carefully, and now he's – you know, in talks for rookie of the year, which I, you know, I, I look to guys like John ja Morant on guys uh, on for candidates for that have played for more than half the season. But um, it's, it's, you look at the approaches that, that different clubs have, have taken to, to knee injuries and, and their stars. And I think that the Celtics need to start paying a little bit more attention to that. And it, like I said, it might just be one of those injuries that you think you feel better by the, you know, after a week or two of rehabbing it and you step on the court, you take a wrong turn and all of a sudden your knee flares up again. You're out another two weeks. Now a comment that can make us all breathe a little bit better. Justin says after being a season ticket holder in Charlotte, since Kimba joined, he's done this before, but just needs a little break which I can see that. And if that's the case, I'm good with it. I'm good with it. We're making the playoffs regardless. Whether you're the two seed or the three seed or even the four seed, the talent, the fall-off talent in the other teams that you're playing isn't huge. It's not like, oh, we have to play the seventh seed or we have to play the fourth seed. Like, it's not a big thing. You want to separate yourself on the bracket as far as you can from the Milwaukee Bucks to where the only time you got to face them is in the finals. But if the playoffs were to start today, the Bucks would also be playing the Heat, I believe, in the second round if it went the right way. And I could see the way the Heat are rolling, I could see them making that a seven-game series, if not winning the series. The NBA is really leveled out as a whole. And it's you look at the, the, play, the potential playoff structure, it's, almost, it's just about almost anybody could beat anybody. You're absolutely correct. And that's one of the best things about the NBA. And I'll be honest, I don't watch every night. I watch the Celtics. I don't really follow the other teams that much. As for those of you guys that know me and Carter, we mainly follow hockey and soccer. Um, of course, keep updates on everything else and, and follow it re- religiously to be able to do this stuff. But uh, basketball is an even playing field. You have one or two teams at the top, like you have consistently, but that happens in every sport. And then you've got just good talent throughout. So I like what the NBA has done. Um, I think they're doing well to keep it competitive. Um, but as long as Kimba just comes back and does his thing, I'll be happy with that. I just don't want this to be an ongoing thing over and over and over again. 
Uh, Kevin said, does the NBA reseed? They do not. They do not. Once the season's in, that's it, and you just play per your bracket. So there's no reseeding in the NBA. Um, now, speaking of injuries, uh, we've got news today that no Red Sox fan wanted to hear after we're only projected to win 84 games before this announcement. Chris Sale will be missing the first two to three weeks of MLB. Now, a lot of people say, well, a pitcher pitches once every five days, so that's only four games. It goes back to another concerning aspect. He had, uh, he was sick. He had, uh, what was it, pneumonia. And they're saying that he's trying to get over that. Um, he's had arm issues. Uh, we need Chris Sale to be healthy if we're going to have any chance at being able, being able to make a run. Now, do you see Chris Sale being an issue for the Boston Red Sox, or do you think this is also precautionary? I mean, I look at what happened to him last year, and it just seems like – I mean, you pneumonia is no joke. You know, you don't, you don't just get over that. So what I'll say to, to that is, you know, you hope that the after effects of pneumonia are, you know, aren't serious and that he stays healthy in that regard. But I looked at, you know, a brief footage of, of spring training in Florida. He looks thinner. Very thin. I didn't know that that was possible. Is <laughs> starting to look like, you know, Tim Lincecum almost. And just it's his whole body's a whip. Yeah. But it's I, I have to I have to imagine that the how thin he is 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 playing some part in these injuries. He's just got no muscular support on his tendons. And, you know, I I can't speak more to that, but I have to imagine that that's playing some sort of role. I would think so. Now, I will tell you guys this, too. I don't think we're going to have the best year. I don't. And nobody can expect that. Uh, after losing Mookie Betts, uh, losing David Price, after losing those guys, it does impact the squad. Do I think we have a good baseball team? I do. And a lot of people it's not argue. A bad, it's not a bad roster head to toe. No, it's not. On, on paper, it's not bad. Now, things can change in a good way for us, and it just happened over the last week. The Yankees' number one pitcher, surgery, out for the year. Done. Number two pitcher behind, behind Garrett Cole. Yes, yes. So you do have Cole, but he was the number one pitcher. Luis Severino. Yes. He is done for the season. After that breaks, a day later, Stanton now has, what was it, a thigh issue? It's his calf. calf. His, 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 his full name is Giancarlo made of glass Stanton. Ooh, I like that. Do you just come up with that? Please tell me you just made that up. Trademark yeah. it. Trademark it. Um, so he's out for a few weeks, and that could be an ongoing issue with him. So injuries can happen. The fact, though, that a lot of the media is counting us out as if we're the Baltimore Orioles of baseball in the AFC East is beyond frustrating. The hey, Yankees. The Yankees are supposed to run away with this division. They're supposed to. It doesn't always work that way. Now they pushed our cheating scandal out another two weeks. For yeah, I don't know what that's about. I mean, didn't no? That was the the Patriots that they had said they had uh, gotten through their last interview. Yep, the Patriots got through their last interview. So you know what's going to happen here soon. And I hope it all doesn't happen in one day. Could you guys imagine? I think wait- it's going. I think they're going to try and plan it so they. Release both of them in one day. Well, add this to it. Tom Brady decides to move on to another team. The Patriots get punished for cheating, and the Sox get punished for cheating all in one day. What will you guys do? How will you react to that? 
I might go buy a lottery ticket. <laughs> Either go. I, I won't be able to buy a lottery ticket because I'm going to turn my phone off and I'm going to pull the covers over my head and I'm not going to move for about 48 hours until it just dies down. So we could have some good things moving forward. I mean, we've got playoff hockey to look forward to here soon. But guys, brace yourself because it could be a bad week coming up in the next couple weeks. March might not be fun for any of us. Unless you're well, I mean, fan. we get to see we get to see Andre Kasha for the first time tonight on a new line. Yes. Did with, you see uh, who he's paired with? He's Krejci and and Richie, right? Yes, Krejci, Richie, and Cash. Is that Kasha. Kasha. Guys, I've been trying to work on this for a while. Andre Kasha. I'm just gonna say Andre. Sounds good to me. Yep. So what's what I like about that is you got you know he, uh, Kasha and Krejci both check. So there's that chemistry right off the bat. And Kasha, I believe, played on the same line with Richie in Anaheim. Or at least they played some shifts together because I looked up, you know, I looked up Getty Images and I looked up Kasha and, and Nick Richie. And there were a lot of pictures of them together celebrating a lot of different goals. Yeah. So you already have, you have the Anaheim chemistry right off the bat. And then you have that Czech chemistry with David Krejci. And I like the Coyle, Bjork, and... Um, Who's on? The, who's on that line? Debrusque, York, and Debrusque. That's a. It's not. I. I like it. I like uh, Bruce Cassidy shaking things up after some really unfortunate run to play. Um, but I, I'm excited for tonight. Yeah, and I'm looking at these last two losses as more of a wake up call, guys. I really am. I'm not looking at this as oh we're in trouble. We went. We won 12 out of 13, and then we lost two games. It's our only two regular regulation losses back to back. Or, or yeah, since December. So that was that was uh, Tugarask's first home regulation loss. Yeah, and here we are, one month away from playoff hockey, and Tuga just got his first home loss in regulation. So it, it's not going to be all sunshine and rainbows every single day, every single game we play. So I kind of look at this as a bring it back down to earth, just like when we went four, five, and one, and everybody was complaining on that ten game streak that was just horrible. Some people on there are saying, well, yeah, well, at least we got a point. At least we got a point. And I was so sick of hearing that. But we had a tough stretch. We went on that winning streak. We've lost a couple. Time to turn it back around now. Tonight's no easy slate by any means. Nope. Please be ready for a very, very fast, just like Calgary, hockey team with the Dallas Stars. Very fast. But I, I, I counter that with you look at, who has the most? I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you and see if you know just off the top of your head. Who has the most points uh, for Dallas right now? Mm. I, I'm not gonna say Tyler Sagan. It is in fact Tyler Sagan ha. with 48 points. How about that? Do you know who has the most points uh, on the Boston Bruins and how many he has? Not pasta. It is, in fact, David Poston. Ah, did it again. Look at that. 88 points. How many points? 88. 88. I I was thinking Marshan for a minute with all the assists, but then I was like, it can't be him because Poston's got all the goals. So I I, I look at, you know, granted, David Poston's having an off-the-rails season. But, you know, the – I think just putting in perspective, forty-eight points is in there, and that's their team leader versus eighty-eight. I have to to put Boston in 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 the win column for tonight. Now, does Sagan come out and have a phenomenal game because he's back in the Garden? Is it one of those typical nights that he comes back and he gets the 
This, this isn't his first game back, is it? No, no, by no means. But I, I feel he. So. I still feel though, if I if I'm him, I don't care how many times I'm in Boston, I'm ready to get back in that garden and play well. Every single time. I'd have to agree, but I also think that you know that that magic and that fire dies down after a couple of years. It, it has to. Now he can't be mad that we got rid of him due to the fact of having the higher security to stand outside of his hotel room during the Stanley Cup Finals. But just saying. I'm not keeping a guy down on my team. We've made good moves. Um, there's been a lot of backlash over the last couple of days of Sweeney not getting Kreider, not getting Palmieri. Well, guess what? You don't need the big name just to make big plays. You don't. Sweeney didn't yeah, like, do it. Was, 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 was Marcus Johansson a huge name no. coming to Boston? No, <laughs> but don't, yeah. for, don't forget, everybody crapped all over Sweeney when he made that move saying we didn't go get a big name, and look how that turned out. We made it to Game 7 of the Cup Finals. Yes. And you know what we were missing in Game 7 of the Cup Finals? Physicality. And you know who we brought in? Richie. Exactly. So, yeah. you would, he, addressed, he addressed the need. He addressed what we, what we lacked in the, in the last Cup run. He got more scoring. Nick Richie is also capable of scoring. He has more points than Danton Heinen, who we traded him for this season. Who? Danton Heinen. I already forgot about him. Yeah. And... And he, you know, freed up cap space, got freaking Anaheim to pay 75% of David Backus's contract, which is not much, but it's 75% of someone's contract that they're willing to pay for. And, you know, you, you leave the door open for Krug to be able to resign next season. So I think that's ma- magician-like work from Don Sweeney. And guys, give a big thanks to David Backus because Anaheim was not on his list of where I'd like to go to because the Bruins worked with him and was trying to put him in a place that he wanted to go to. He was going to go back to St. Louis, but St. Louis wanted us to eat 50% of it. That's when Anaheim came in and said, we'll give you 25. And David had full insight on that whole trade and agreed upon it to send him to Anaheim to help out that cat space. So big shout out to him. I'll always be a big fan of him. I hope the rest of his career goes well, whether it's one more year or five more years. That is one Bruins player we got rid of that I will always root for no matter what. Yeah. Um, Justin said the cat space would be more valuable than a big name halfway through the season. And I agree. I think they opened up the cat space because what happened, Carter, what happened in social media for Bruins talk about three to four hours after the trade deadline was over and we unloaded that cap. People lost their mind that we didn't get Kreider. Correct. On the flip side for the Bruins, the next breaking thing was now the talks with Tory Krug are cordial and they've been good. So I still see him signing. For those of you that think he's going to walk at the end of the season, I got to disagree with you. I think that unloading of the cap had a lot to do with the negotiations with him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Courtney says, but honestly, if Krug is asking for more than seven mil, I don't mind seeing him go. I don't see him getting paid seven mil. Do you know off the top of your head, Carter? Because I do not. Do you know what uh, McAvoy's contract was? I don't remember. I think it was like. I think it was no. I don't think it was more than five or six. I don't think you can pay Krug more than McAvoy, guys. Carter, I don't know how you feel about that, but I don't think you pay Krug more than McAvoy. See, I think I think you could make the point that that you could. I just don't think that Krug would ask for something that would put the Bruins in an awkward position. No, especially not if he's trying to stay. Now, if he doesn't stay, there's one major landing spot with him for him that will pay the money, and that's Detroit, his hometown. And we've talked about yeah, that. so. Um, want to give a shout out to, for those of you that follow it, 
awesome. For those of you that don't, the Boston Pride, the women's hockey team, ended the season 23-1. and They lost one game all season and now have a semifinal game at Warrior Arena on March 8th at 2.30. So if you haven't got your tickets yet, go get them. And Carter, you were there for the women's all-star game. I was. How was it? It was really cool. Um, you look at, I mean, the skills that some of these ladies possess, the accuracy, the accuracy shooting was bananas. These, these, these ladies were just incredibly talented. The fastest skater, I think, you know, granted it was a hand time. I think the fastest skater was, was faster than, um, who won? Was it, it wasn't McKinnon. Um, no, it was, um, Barzal won fastest skater, right? Yep. I think they're, uh, this, I forget the name of who won the fastest skater for, for the NWHL, but I think her time was faster than Barzal's. Um, and it was, it was just a really cool experience. Um, it was, it was obvious to me and to, you know, to anyone who follows remotely either sport that the budget was, uh, was far below uh, the NHL's or even the AHL's budget, all all of the the speed times, you know, whether it be the fastest uh, fastest skater, um, uh, Coin. the accuracy shooting, Coin. it was it was all hand times, and and the 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 hardest shot was done by a woman stand, crouching behind the net with a radar gun. So it it was it was much it was far lower in budget, but it was still an incredible showcase of skill. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And the fact Their games, by the way, are streamed through Twitch. They're not on TV yet. So, guys, for those of you that are on the Facebook Live right now, the games are on Twitch. You've got to watch them, got to support them. What they're going through and what they're dealing with, a lot of these women are having to work, go to school, and play hockey due to the pay comparison of these other sports. They're having to be on a grind on a day-to-day basis that has to be completely different than any other professional athlete. Hands down. So make sure you guys go check them out. Um, A lot of them recently started following our Instagram off the post Boston sports. So make sure you guys go follow them, uh, give them praise for uh, what they're going through. The fact that they're willing to reach out to, to podcasts like us and talk is unbelievable. Carter is going to be in contact with a couple hopefully soon to either do a live interview or a podcast with them. It's time to start bringing that league up to where me, I mean, guys, it's on Twitch. I mean, at least let's get on YouTube. Let's get on national TV. We, we got to keep it rolling. We got to show support. And also for those of you that don't know, you got a cap space in the NHL, which is millions of dollars. Carter off the top of your head. Can you take a wild guess? On, I'm not even gonna guess. You can, I could stop you. Hundred thousand dollars. A hundred thousand dollars is their cap space for women's hockey in the NWHL. But they're rolling. Like I said, they went twenty-three and one. They have a game at Warrior Ice Arena, March eighth. Mark it on your calendar, guys. Go show your support, Carter. I don't know about you. If you could make it to that game, that would be amazing. I'll definitely do what I can. I mean, tickets. You want you want to guess how much tickets the 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 skills competition was? I don't. I know the semifinal game is twenty five dollars a ticket. The the skills competition tickets for getting in them the day of were fifteen dollars. Fifteen dollars, guys. I know we can all afford to 
fork out fifteen dollars if you're in the Massachusetts area to go support these girls in that hockey. That game. is one small coffee at Starbucks. Yeah, yeah, it really <laughs> is. You can't even get a, a a coffee and a muffin, just a coffee. But guys, you you got a lot of them. Um, go follow their page; they're awesome. Um, like I said, we're hopefully going to be able to have more contact with them and see if I see if we can sell the place out. That'd be huge. If we can get Warrior Ice Arena at $25 a ticket sold out for the NWHL semifinals, that would be huge for Boston and women's sports in general. So make sure you guys do that. Carter, you got anything else? What I will, yeah, we got the Revs uh, New England Revolution season opener coming up on the 29th. Uh, Already. It's it's at uh, at the Montreal Impact uh, at 3 o'clock. They will be missing uh, one of their stars, Carlos Hill. Uh, he's been nursing a minor foot injury. But um, what was cool was for the first time uh, that I've seen it in a couple of years, the, the, you know, the Major League Soccer put out a list of the top 20 current players in the league. The Revolution, for the first time that I saw, had two on that list. They had Carlos Hill, I believe, was sixth or seventh. And uh, Gustavo Bo was, uh, I think, 14th or 15th, something like that. I'd have to double check the list. But they have two of the best play, two of the top 20 players in Major League Soccer, both trying to score goals for the Revolution. I'm excited. They they did very well in preseason. Uh, only one only one loss that was, you know, they were playing most of their uh, reserves, most of their young guys, most of their academy guys, and uh, they got a new forward. I believe he's Polish. Uh, Adam Buxa is is. It shows a lot of promise up top. He and Gustavo Bo are already connecting really well. You have Matt Turner coming back uh, from from January camp with the men's national team, doing you know picking up where he left off. You have Kellen Rowe, a national team guy, back from you know his his tour in in, in Kansas City and in in Salt Lake City. Um, so it's going to be a really exciting season um, kicking off this Saturday. And then their home opener is on March 7th against the Chicago fire. So that's going to be a lot of fun. So guys, he speaks and I stay quiet. I'm not against soccer. I am just soccer illiterate. I don't know enough about it to speak to it. I would come off stupid. So Carter, what, uh, what's their rankings going into the season? What's their expectations? Are, are, are they supposed to win the division? Like well, what's so supposed- here's here's how it went last season. Last season, about at the midway point, they were dead last in Major League Soccer. They fired their head coach and they hired Bruce Arena, the best coach in Major League Soccer history that is alive. Sig- all time, it's Siggy Schmidt, but he unfortunately passed away recently. So Bruce, that makes Bruce Arena the best, the current best coach in Major League Soccer and Major League Soccer history. So the expectation is very high. It, they're they're absolutely expected to make the playoffs. Um, with with the new acquisitions, I would expect at least an Eastern Conference semifinal appearance. Okay, you heard it first here, guys, and off the post. Carter has an Eastern Conference. You said finals or semifinals? Semifinals. Semifinals for the New England Revolution. How much are tickets to those games? Uh, depends on where you're sitting. If you want to sit um, in what's called the fort, which is their diehard fan section, it's about it's twenty dollars, twenty five dollars, um, and it's first come first serve. Uh, other tickets around, around midfield can go up to about forty five, maybe fifty dollars at most. Um, but that's the priciest ticket I think I've ever seen for a New England Revolution game. They're very affordable. Again, guys, another sport, another team that doesn't fill the stadium by any means, which it's hard to fill that type of stadium in general. But uh, go support them. 
if you're local, go to a soccer game, have a couple brewskis, eat some good food, watch some professional sporting. Um, that's what needs to happen. Hayden says, how about their, their pay scale? What is their pay scale like? Uh, it can, it start, it's gotten a lot better. Uh, I believe um, they're, the, the commissioner of Major League Soccer, Don Garber, won uh, commissioner of, uh, sports commissioner of the year last year. Um, so they're doing really well in terms of being able to give these players every, I think an entry, a rookie level, a rookie contract at minimum is a, is a complete, is a livable wage. I think it's, I can look it up right now if you'll bear with me. Um, so you guys are not fancy enough yet to where we have computers in front of us with microphones and being able to Google stuff while we do it. <clears throat> Carter's looking up the contracts right now. In just a minute, we're going to finish up here. I uh, got a couple shout-outs that we want to do, a couple awesome surprises. So as of 2019, a an, an entry-level contract for a rookie is $70,250. $70,250. That's livable. That's completely livable. Yeah. I would love to be making seventy k a year. Because how many months do they play out of the year? That's, a, that's another good question. I mean, most professional seasons are 10 months. I forget um, – how just exactly how long uh, Major League Soccer season? If you'll also bear with me, I can check that out right now. Well, even if uh, it's... but they start in February and they go until uh, October or no December. So that's about eleven months. No, not December. Excuse me. October. Nine months. All right. So nine months. So nine months get seventy thousand. Uh, that that that's not bad. And it gives them plenty of options and showcase their talent to be able to go elsewhere. That's the biggest thing outside of any professional, like top level NHL, uh, MLS or not MLS. But if you go like, uh, what's the next, is there, what's the next level above the MLS that I'm trying to think? Well, MLS of? is, MLS is, is the top professional league in, in, in the U S in the U S. All right. Yeah. But a lot of these players will go from the MLS to international play, correct? Most, not, no, I wouldn't say most. I would say a select number. But those guys, they guys are playing year round everywhere they go, whether they're training or they're going to their national teams. Um, but they're playing year round. But they are able to showcase their talent and either get paid more based off of talent or have the opportunity to go somewhere else because it's being showcased. Yes. Um. Yeah. So. There's that plug with that, guys. Um, Carter, you got anything else besides that soccer? Um, yes. So I will. Uh, I have for about three years now. I have had my website, Thirty Second Sports. Um, I'm gonna, uh, like like Brandon said before, I'm gonna see if I can get in contact with some of these players um, who have contacted our page. See if I can get um, an interview with any of them. See if any of them are willing to sit down and talk about the NWHL. Um, I'm gonna write. Um, hopefully, if I can get those interviews, I'm gonna I'm gonna start writing some articles on them, getting them a little bit more coverage. Um, but those articles are gonna be going to to my website, uh, which is www.30secondsports.blog, um, and I'm gonna be starting to post some of those links on our Instagram as well as our Facebook. Perfect. So, guys, this works out perfect with his page that he has set up for articles. I do all the talking and live feed because my punctuation, my spelling, all that is not good by any means, and you guys don't want to see it. So. He does all the writing for all of that. His articles are amazing. Remember, it's 30secondsports.what? Dot blog. So it's 30 
30secondsports.blog. Blog. Dot blog. Remember that, guys. So go check out his articles. Like he said, when he does write them, he'll post it on our page to where we have a link to go to to read them. So we can kind of expand this a little bit. We've got the audio podcast for those of you listening. We've got the Facebook Live. We'll be doing Instagram Live here soon. I did one the other day. I might do one later on for any Q&A on what's going on. Uh, yeah, so just trying to expand. Big shout out, as always, to First Impression. If you guys haven't been there yet, you've got our original T-shirt, the Off the Post Sports on the back. It's got Off the Post Sports, Boston Sports, for those of you that are watching on the live feed. First Impression allowed us. Now, these do come in green for Celtics, red for Red Sox, and black and gold for Bruins. So go check them out. The link's in the blog on the Instagram, and the link is in the latest post. That first impression allowed us to release a limited edition 50 T-shirts of David Pasternak. So it's pretty sick. Go check it out. Um, Click the share on this video. Click the likes, follows, everything. The more we can get, the more we'll be able to start doing some giveaways for you guys for all the support and uh, keep this thing trucking along. Uh, Still pretty small, but without you guys, we wouldn't be growing like we are. So, Carter, as always, pleasure speaking with you, bud. As always. And, guys, you know what it is. It's off the post, all Boston, all sports, all the time. Have a good night. See you next week.